Hey, my heart and my welcome to the Fuck You podcast, where we invite um, people from all walks of lives um, to just discuss and converse about various access to equity within the context of Aotearoa. Um, we today we invite um, our guests, um, especially to share their lived experiences in identifying common threads within support systems, social networks, and knowledge that uplifts the collective human experience. Kelsey. This season we are exploring what does equity and knowledge look like for various communities coexisting within one society. And as Taui and Aotearoa, we recognise the mana whenua and kaitiaki of these lands. Malusio and I have experienced most of our growth in the Waikato and want to honour Ngāti Haua, Ngāti Mahana and Ngāti Wairere. We are grateful for the connections our whakapapa weave through for us to be able to connect and grow with community through the Whāku Kaupapa. Maluso and I would also like to honour our queer ancestors who fought for our rights and visibilities as equitable citizens of the world. Kia ora, my name is Kelsey and I use they them pronouns. Everybody, hi everybody, my name is Maluseo Monisi and people use he, him pronouns for me and I'm comfortable with that. And uh, you already know how we work in the FAQ. We're in the business of giving our guests the honour of introducing themselves in the moment. So we're just going to pass it over to our beautiful guests. Kia ora na tātoa, ko Ioana Masters talking wa. My name is Ioana Masters and I identify with she, her pronouns. He, he. Kia ora. Uh, kia ora whanau, uh, my name's Josh, uh, and I identify with she, he, him pronouns. Kia ora. Kia ora. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> stoked that you guys are both here. <laughs> Malu and I have been buzzing over this conversation and anticipating this conversation for a little while, and we're just, yeah, we're so, so stoked that you both made the time to be with us and converse with us and share your whakaro with community. So, mm. kia ora. Um, we're curious, we want to kick off the korero with asking you, what is knowledge to you? Um, I actually love that question. Because oh. when, when you ask that, I think about like to know something um because i always yeah i've always thought knowledge was to know something you know um whether it's being taught to you whether it's um innately inside you you just know the thing Mm. um where i find it interesting is the transition from knowledge to wisdom um and for, for me, anyway, wisdom is when it becomes applied. So you can know something, but not do it. Um, but to know it and then do it becomes wisdom. Mm. Um, yeah. Love. For me, I guess knowledge would be, when, okay, when I was younger, to learn how to spell, I would break words in half. And so I tend to do it now as an adult. So when I think of knowledge, I think of, a ledge, almost like a bookcase ledge, and then things that I know, I like pop it on the ledge, and it just becomes this like collection of things on my ledge, of that I need to know, and I just kind of pluck it off, use it, and then put it back, and it prevents me from like my head being overwhelmed, mm. I guess. But knowing to me isn't just knowing with my head; it's like knowing with my body. It's about knowing with my senses, you know, because I often think about your senses are not just like, what do you see with your eyes? It's like, what do you see with your mind? What do you see with your hands? And so I think about knowledge in the same way. Like, what do I know in my heart? What do I know in my feet? So it's a living, breathing act, way of living, I guess. Mm. Not just a thing that I know, even though I pluck it off my ledge. <laughs> Love. Can you can you both expand on 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 your on your both your concepts for a little bit? Because I feel like I love the fact that you're saying not. Because to me, yep, 
that and I love that transition between knowledge to wisdom and I also love the breaking down of the word and I feel like you two have done that in a really meaningful way um both like nuanced but the same um and so I just feel like to me I'm like how do you acquire knowledge then like how do you personally acquire knowledge Uh, how do I acquire knowledge? Mm. Um, I prefer, I guess, inquire, acquiring it by doing. Um, so to have to have someone come and show me and then do it with me. Um, so in, in, I guess if I put into sort of, I guess, practical application. Um, so at the moment, I'm still on physical rehab journey. Um, and so to have someone there to guide me through that, um, to like be physically there and be like, these are the exercises that will help strengthen these different areas of the body. Um, and to sort of like walk me through it, um, where now I'm like, cool, I've seen it. Um, I had someone explain it to me. Uh, that knowledge has now been transferred to me. Um, and now it's the, um, like, that's all well and good. I know it, um, mm. but then now I have to go and do it, um, and that's that sort of transition from knowledge to wisdom for me. Um, by now, now I'm going to do those exercises um, and, and put them into practice. Mm. Wisdom, mate, hardly. Yeah, I'm curious if there's been any times in that doing that if there's been any resistance in how you move through them. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because um, this rehab journey has been a couple of years going, um, but more so this year, it's been more, I guess, taken seriously. Mm. Um, and it was more in the sense of uh, my body was telling me, um, "Hey, you haven't been giving the time and effort that is actually required for us." to support you throughout your life. Mm. Um, and thankfully, um, through different learnings and things, I've sort of um, become aware when my body tells me something, say, hey, you better pay attention mm. <laughs> uh, or else you're going to regret it later. Mm. Um, and yes, so that that was the sort of push that helped me get over that hump of, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what I should be doing. Um, and now my body's saying, hey, you haven't been doing it. Mm. which means now we're not going to be able to support you in those daily activities that you enjoy doing. Yeah. So it's well, you either, either you do it so you can enjoy life or don't do it and, um, well, don't complain about it later when we shut down on you. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so that can be a pretty big motivator when it comes to your um, yeah. health and well-being. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, like, I... That listening to your body was something that I used to struggle with. And it was when my body was like a similar experience um, a little while ago. And I was like, if you don't sort your shit out pretty much, we're done. So, mm -hmm. um, but it took getting to that crisis point, I guess, for me to actually mm -hmm. start listening. Um, and I definitely feel like my body... It's just like a thing that's here to serve me rather than to be like to be connected between my mind, my body and my soul. And I definitely feel that in proximity to each of those a lot closer now than it used to. So I'm curious, like, is what was that journey like for you of the coming into the actually listening to your body rather than than like, oh, she'll be right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like what did yep. what did that journey look like for you? Um, I I think I have somewhat of a unfair advantage, um, because of the the work that I do being sort of around, um, physical rehab, as a mm -hmm. career, um, mm -hmm. so I'm I'm constantly you know I guess preaching to people that hey go do your exercises it's going to strengthen your body you're going to help your body to be able to recover. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, you're telling all these people this thing all day, every day. 
why aren't you doing it? Um, Why aren't you walking the walk? Uh, It's like, ooh, okay. (laughs) Get the mirror out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Way to to be subtle about it. Um, (laughs) um, But I think just being in that environment, it's really um, fostered that or nurtured that within me to be like, okay, no, fair enough. Um, It's not no good just me saying all these things that I've learnt that I know um, that, you know, I know exercise is good for me. I know um, being mindful of the diet and the things that I'm consuming is good for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to do it to actually live it. Yeah. These, are, these are living concepts instead of just these theoretical um, keep them on the shelf or on the ledge. <laughs> Josh has got this really interesting way of looking at things as well, which I've learned a lot from myself. And most of it came when I was pregnant with our son Anthem. And I would do things and they would hurt. And he's like, oh, I'll do it then, but don't complain about it later. <laughs> and I'd almost be like, oh, if I can't complain about it, I'm not going to do it then. <laughs> If the, if the privilege of complaining about it later has been taken away, then yes, I will do something about it. Mm. But yeah, he does. He has a real simple way of just being like, oh, that's going to have consequences later, so don't whinge about it if you're going to do it now. And I'm like, okay. Guess I won't be doing it now then. <laughs> just for context, it was like eating spicy food, going to have heart you know, indigestion later. Uh, like that sort of stuff, you know. I'm not, I'm not heartless or anything like that. <laughs> Just to plug that in there. Um, Kelsey and me have the same complexity uh. with dairy, dairy and gluten free. Like we know better. Do we do better? Mm. Not all the time. <laughs> but it's, it's be Swiss cheese, it. though. Swiss cheese. <laughs> I had halloumi last night, and far out, it was oh. so good. But I felt like crap. Like two hours later, but it was so worth it. It was so worth yeah. it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Would, hey, it was worth it. It was uh, worth it. It was. I would do it, and I'd be like, "He's like, you're gonna say something." I'm like, "No, nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing to say." It's the it's the suffering and silence for me. <laughs> Fetal position in the I'm corner. Like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm really fine. <laughs> so good. Stubborn is. I said I wasn't going to whinge about it. I'm not going to fucking whinge about it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's a good backstop, actually. And what about you? I'm curious to know um, what that um, what 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 um that feels like for you, Yona. What what feels like, sorry? Um. So how are you accumulating knowledge? How are you embodying knowledge? And how are you walking with your knowledge? So actually, probably not that long ago, I still thought that knowledge was if you knew it or if you'd learnt it then that was enough. And mm-hmm. then it wasn't until probably when we started getting further into Rungoa Māori that I started noticing with people that I was working with that a lot of their issues mentally, it was really full on. What they'd physically gone through was really full on and they'd created almost like a separation between their mind and their body. And then essentially it kind of left open, in my head it makes sense, like they'd left their mind up here, their body down here, and then if you think about mind, body and soul, the soul kind of just like spills out into a bit of a mess. There is no stability as a holistic person. And so I started working with people around how to get that flow between Mm. mental and physical. And so I see knowledge as as the same thing. So when I know it in my mind, I almost have to wait for it to like seep into my body to know. Yeah, so it can sit on the ledge, on my ledge of knowledge. But once it's ingrained in terms of me practicing it and living it, that's when I can just call on it and it comes. Mm. So I think, yeah. Love, Mm. love that. That's how I see that. I'm also curious for both of you as well. What is your relationship with not knowing? And the unknown. (laughs) 
I love not knowing. <laughs> um, I love it when my kids ask me a question and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but let's go find out. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um, often in, um, I think about the creation narrative and in, in when people talk about te po, they often associate it with, you know, this, this place of darkness, this place of unknown and and I always think, no, no, it's this place of like anything, potential, like anything can come out of that unknown space. Um, so why not dive into that unknownness? Um, you know, and there is a comfort of of knowing things like day to day schedule. I know I have work at nine o'clock and <laughs> mm. all these different things. But um yeah, I'm very comfortable in the unknown space because it's like, oh, well, what's going to come out then? <laughs> I hope it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. For me, the unknown, I kind of separate it into, th- into two things. When I think about the unknown, it's like, is there a potential? If I step into that realm of unknown, am I going to come out better off? If the answer is yes, then... I follow my gut feeling to just have the conversations that I need to have. I end up in the places that I need to be. But if that place isn't going to benefit me in any way, then I have learnt to just, meh, that's their problem, not my problem. Because I have this this view of myself that I am a vessel that can only carry so much. And the space in this vessel is too precious to fill it with the shit of other people. So Love that. Why would I bother why would I bother overflowing it with things that I don't need to know? Mm. It's energy of energy I've used to pursue it, energy that I'm using to hold it. So if I can just avoid that altogether, yeah. I do. Mm. Is there like a like how do you have discernment in that? How do you decide what is worth you knowing and what is worth lovingly leaving and releasing? I think a quick, easy question is, is it going to benefit more than just myself? Mm. But the benefit has to be, uh, like if I thought about if it was just gossip, that's really not going to benefit me. Like that drama, nah, it's not going to benefit me in any way. Mm. And it's not going to benefit other people either. I just see, I just see that creating havoc. So I'm like, Ugh, let's cut that off. So yeah, the the deciding factor for me is how is this going to enrich? That's the word I'm looking for. How's it going to enrich me and others? If it's going to enrich just me, it has to be something that's going to be that will have a ripple effect that I can have on others. Mm. Otherwise, this vessel just doesn't have room. <laughs> yeah, there ain't no room. There ain't no room over here for that. Do you have an example of yeah. when that has, when you have allowed something in and what kind of impact that's had beyond you? Um, I actually, yeah, Rungwa Māori is a really good example of that because I'm not Māori. I'm from the Cook Islands, so I'm, both my parents, my biological parents are from the Cook Islands and I don't have any Māori in my genealogy. So for me to learn about Rungwa Māori and the narrative of Te Ao Māori, I I have at times taken a step back and, th- and thought, should I really be doing this? And then I probably have asked, I've gone to other people and asked, you know, am I in the right place? Just to get that external confirmation of whether I should be or shouldn't be. Mm. But I'll only ever do that with topics that are well out of my realm or that I really need confirmation from from those that I I believe stand in those spaces Mm. yeah and so when the when I was told like you are too selfish not to do this mahi it would be selfish not to do this mahi that's what she said I said okay that's what I need to do Mm. does that answer your question yeah 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 it's interesting yeah And see, this is where I really lean onto our um, 
our our fucker turkey of the moana because in my head i'm like when we look in the moana and moana nui akiwa i'm like the bodies of knowledge in moana nui akiwa belongs to the people of moana uh, belongs to the fruits of moana nui akiwa but i also understand that that's not a that's not a widely um adopted for karo because of the colonial discourse of the, the legacy of um of um ownership and um over like so ownership over protecting and um kaitiaki um and that's 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 a that's one of those things where i'm like when i think about remembrance and remembering i'm like our connection has been like since the since the beginning of time coloniality 200 500 years old and i'm like mm which stories are we leading and allowing us to, to lead our connections and i also 100% respect the fact that people are on the other side of this topic because they're still way finding that conversation for them and i'm like i i love that you're able to 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 have pose that you can check in with you know and 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 that's that's the beauty of 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 that relationship because i i feel like you could understand and understand that this is this is not something that you play around with <laughs> like we don't we don't play with this. <laughs> mm. Cuz and like cuz in my in in Rotuma we every family or every district has their own um sarau like must like their own part of the body that they specialist like they they specialists in 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 massaging. And I'd like to 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 entertain that um it's the same for different iwis and it's the same for different like fano and hapu and different iwis. So yeah, I'm like um but that's my assumption. I just thought I'd check in with you two to see if that's that's have you have you experienced different type of rongoa depending on which part of the um, Aotearoa you're you're in or is that a conversation here? Yeah. Um and th- that's one thing that I appreciate about um this knowledge or how you want to put it, you know, I don't have to know everything. Um it's better for me to learn what I've been given and to really uh, you know infuse that within my body um but also um to surround yourself with others that have other knowledge um where I've always had an interest in in, in very broad spectrum type of stuff um when I look back you know I've I've studied horticulture I did some study in um primary teaching I did some studying in um health um I did study in um counseling um none of which I'm qualified or anything like that uh <laughs> but you know I've 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 had this such a broad interest in coming to the realization that I don't have to know it all mm. um I just need to know what it is that I need to know and then surround myself with others that have that other knowledge so that when someone comes to me and asks me and I'm like oh I don't know that but I know where to direct you to go find those answers um and that's where I find it so important having that um mindset of um iwi hapu fano um dynamics you know it's it's ingrained into us and from from the very beginning of time um that's why we didn't have to know everything we knew oh you go and talk to auntie or you go see uncle or, or cousins over there can help you out with that or um and so that's what i'm finding these days is that it's more of a you go and see this person um you go see this person um and then other people in turn will be like oh no you go talk to josh about that um and things like that and and even you know between yuana and i there are different things that i know that i'll be like oh i have no idea go and talk to yuana about that one um because you know those are those areas that she's known and she's learned and taught in um so yeah it it, it varies across um different regions of within aotearoa um and even within family dynamics you know um there are certain families that know certain things and um and they they know it because it's been passed passed down from you know generation to generation and they've been the ones to carry that knowledge um and there may be a time where they come across someone outside of that family that they they have been prepared to 
receive that knowledge and cool if that happens awesome um, but I find you know knowledge is never truly lost we just go through periods of dormancy until there are people that are ready to either bring that stuff to the surface once more or bring it to light and then um, start exposing it and sharing it yeah, I see it as I see it as more quantity uh, quality over quantity so the quality of that knowledge rather than how much knowledge you know and knowing that when because you have to be okay with that it can't just you can't just demand it on someone you have to be okay with not knowing and knowing that what I do know I will just enrich in that area you know stay in your lane bub stay in your lane <laughs> Stay in your lane, girl. That's how, there she yeah. is. There she is. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> but it, it is. It's about staying in your lane and trusting in that the hapu and iwi around you are staying in theirs, enriching theirs, and knowing when to to give over. Like, okay, that's not my strong point, but we are fortunate enough to have someone who is stronger than I. So let me place your care in them. Mm. Yeah. Love all of that. And so when I think about the different regions, yeah, that's what I think of. That's why there are that's why there are different regions that focus on different parts of anything of knowledge or knowledge. There are the the focus is different for all. But I think that trust in each other to know that I've got this part, have you got that part, is no longer there. That open communication is no longer there. And so their mistrust has created, I guess, a form of unsafety. Yeah. Oh, that's so wrong. Because I feel like when I take that and... and, and, and lean it no not lean it when I they take that as my ground and my foundation and then put the weight of this goal orientated capitalistic like notion of accumulating more and more and more and you're only worth your accumulations I'm like yo and that's the earth that I feel like for me it took me so long to even acknowledge that I'm like I d- don't need I don't I'm I'm all, I'm all good. I'm ready. I'm here. The, the sad part is everything else is telling me I'm not. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, it's that discernment that I feel like I, I can really hear between you two. But was there ever a time when you didn't have this type of like protection and um, this type of understand or understanding at all? How do you mean? Just in terms of... um. So I guess I was raised on the island and it's like everything told me that you were an individual and, and you were an individual that was um, attached to, to, to responsibilities and roles within our community and you had a specific role that was just yours and you could do it. And for me, it was earning, it was earning my breakfast and I had to go and clean this one part of, the, um, of, of our compound and I earned my breakfast and our compound always looked slick. And it was because everybody did their thing and our, and like, cause we, so, um, we were, we were the chiefly house and that's why our house needed to look chiefly. <laughs> like our, our sand had rake, like rake patterns in it because your boy, <laughs> your boy was colorful at like five years old. I'm like, can barely catch the rake, but I'm like, <laughs> but so when I look at that, it's like, I had, I had, I had, I had that. And then I came to, to, to New Zealand and everything was like so out there that I was like, Oh my Lord, where am I? I'm getting confused here. What do I do? Who am I? Blah, 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 blah. And then it got to a point where I'm like, I just lost it all. Like I, I left it all behind because nothing in front of me was like telling me that I had purpose. I had a role. I, ha- I was contributing to my family, my, my, my peoples. And I had a grounding of sorts. So I guess to me, um, in acknowledging and honouring that part was, I guess I'm curious to see if there was ever that part in your lives or was there ever a time where you didn't feel as po and to as you did, as you do now? Um, your kōrero there actually reminded me of the, um, I guess, I don't know what you call it, but 
that saying um, knowledge is power mm. and, and and keeping it in that context of whānau, hapu, iwi mm. you know, by, by all of us having our role how much more empowered we are as, as a whānau, as a hapu um, as a iwi um, but sort of growing up in a religious household uh, I had I had that purpose, I had that direction uh, growing up and it was pretty much laid out for me um, probably till would have been like in my 20s and then all of a sudden in my 20s it was like cool, the world is your oyster and I was like whoa, hold on <laughs> for my entire life you've told me at at this age, this will happen. At this age, this will happen. And this, 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 this. So I, I had that knowledge, that foresight, and I knew what was to be expected of me. And I had that role where all of a sudden I was like, cool, now go be you. It's like, what? <laughs> yes. I don't even know who I am. I've spent <laughs> my whole life listening to what you told me to do. Um. And so, so for me, that that was probably that that transition space of like, well, mm. okay, um, uh, well, then who am I in this space mm. without having to be? There's no next step laid out for me. It's just you get to decide now. It's like, well, hold on, uh, oh, uh, and so yeah. Hence why I think I spent a couple of years of, of studying and of different things that never really um, fully stuck, mm. where every year was pretty much like, oh, cool, reset, <laughs> let's try that again. Um, new degree, new, um, new this, new that. Mm. Nope, that didn't work out, reset, started again. Um, yeah, and it wasn't until, um, yeah, finding that flow again of, oh, this is who I am, this is my purpose, this is my role. Um, and stepping into that, and now it's like, cool, I know who I am now, and I know my role and my purpose in this life. Um, and let's go full, full, you know, full pedal, as fast, as hard as we can, let's go dive straight into that. Thank you. And you are right, knowledge is power. Hmm. What if so? So, what is knowledge as healing for you? What What do you mean by that question? So, being enlightened to knowledge, how does that heal you? How does knowledge heal? Right. What is knowledge as healing? Um, sorry i had to be like that's like your whole existence right now <laughs> it's like where do i start <laughs> wait um do i start with a or do i go into the numbers <laughs> so that's why i'm like hey the pause was because it's like mm, well where is this stuff <laughs> <laughs> and you were like you were like trying to go for the specificity what does that mean and I'm like expand it further <laughs> <laughs> so apologies apologies but yes go there to me how does knowledge heal us or how do we use it to help others mm, both actually yeah uh, that's a yeah that's beautiful mm-hmm. mm. Uh, if we go back to the quarter we were having earlier about the unknowing or not knowing, I think for me the healing came when I had to I had to know for myself. So my dad was the eldest of his family, and so when you were talking earlier about coming from a chiefly house, the, that was our house. My dad was the eldest, and so if anyone was in trouble, whether that was family, work, social, sports, this was the house that they always came to. And so as his kids, we kind of fell under that protective, you know, protective blanket of him. And so when he died, it was almost like it was just stripped off. We're like, oh, what do we do now? 
So the process of the gratitude and grief is how I would put it. The gratitude of and grief of my dad has healed me in a way that I'm experiencing my life as my own protector because he's no longer there. Yeah. So that, I guess, the knowledge and experiencing that has been healing for myself. And I, because I've witnessed him do it my whole life, I know that it can be done. There is no question, like, what if I can't? I know that it can because I've been watching it my entire life. Mm-hmm. So there is no question. He's done exactly what I need to do to make it happen. I just have to do it. Just have to, you know. Don't fuck around with it. You, you've got the answers. You just have to actually put it into practice. Mm. And so, and then when it comes to helping others, I don't like telling others. I like just ign- reigniting the flame of what they already know. Because that heals more than a stranger's perspective from an outside view. One more time for the people in the back, please. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the way people be talking at me lately, I'm like, fuck up. Like, <laughs> one more time, please. What the... Oh, wait, what did I say? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the, it's the don't, don't, the, don't... Yeah. Yeah, the reigniting the flame of what people already know. Because that relationship that they have with their own knowledge means so far, far more than just a 20-minute conversation with a stranger with an outsider's point of view. Thank you. That's 20 minutes versus the lifetime, the intergenerational lifetime of that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's, that's the one. That's it. And that again is just like that. And in those moments, that's me staying in my lane, mm. staying in my lane to make sure that I don't, you know, fakati the fakato of their fano, to stomp on the mana of their fano, by Oof. interjecting my own point of view. That's powerful. Mm. Can you stop being a mirror now? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, that's so good. As I look internally, fuck. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Um, like, oh, how do you follow that? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, you know, that whole knowledge is power thing. I, I, I find for myself and by learning these things, it's really empowered me to um, to actually do them. Because um, often, as uh, I'm finding more often, people are sort of asking, you know, oh, can you share X, Y, Z? Um, there's still a little part of me that's like, oh, I'm just a little... Maori boy that lives down the road, like, why are you asking me? Um, but it's like, no, no, you've been given that knowledge. Um, mm. So who are you to not share it? Um, now that it's been passed on to you. Because um, really, all of this knowledge that I've received was once passed on to my teachers. Um, and they did their dutiful um, job of passing it on. And so now it falls onto um, my shoulders to be like, well, pass it on. Don't sit around with it for us. What was the point of teaching you? Um, and uh, it reminds me of uh, a conversation I had with um, Donna Kerridge. Um, she mentioned in terms of the, the types of people that she interacts with in, in her, her mahi. But she said... Um, you know, what if that word didn't exist? Um, so if we take sort of, I guess, depression. You know, if dep- the word depression didn't exist, what is it that you're going through? And so it's even, it's almost like I'm going to take away a bit of knowledge 
to add a more. Um, so take away that knowledge of the word depression. Now, what is it that you're going through? Because um, there's these big, broad terms that we can slip things under, and it's like you better no, go there. Okay. You better go there. <laughs> go. Or even in that in that big, broad term of I don't know, um, we can we can store plenty of things in that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like no, no, no. You I'm fine. Know. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm okay. It's like no, no. What does it actually look like for you? Um, and that's that's the sort of approach I take when I'm working alongside people. It's never, oh, I think, no, no, tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you feel. Tell me what your lived experience is. Because mine's completely different. You know, we may have the exact same injury or exact same trauma, but how you experience that is completely different to me. Mm. So I want to know about what that looks like for you. And then what are you doing to help you? Mm. And then these are some things that I've been taught that have helped me. Give them a go. And if they don't work for you, I know other people that could come on board to help out as well and teach you things that they've learned. And that's that whole sort of um, whanau, hapa, iwi, being empowered to like gather around everyone. So it's not so much, I'll tell you, da-da-da-da-da. You tell me, and then, okay, these are the tools that I've found helpful when I've gone through that. And if it doesn't work, then come and tell me. It doesn't work. If it doesn't sit with you, or if you're sitting there and you're like, man, Josh is full of bullshit, that's okay. <laughs> that's really okay. Because there are others out there that you'll come across and you'll be like, ah, that's it. Mm, mm. That's a that's that thing I needed. Mm. Oh, this is so good. Yeah, I love those I like... conversations. So you go, go, go. Oh, it was just those conversations of um, and I find that it comes up quite often when I'm asking for their opinion. It's that that habit of being prescribed and told mm. and. Uh, what do you call it? When pe- yeah, when people are prescribing to you constantly, yeah. and their voice has just gotten quieter and quieter. So when I'm asking, oh, well, what do you think? They're like, well, it it brings out this real deep discomfort because they're so unfamiliar with voicing what they think. Mm. And it reminded me of in the very beginning when you were talking about your next journey, Cassie. How you've got you mm. know that you've got everything that you already need. I love building on that platform because it's already established for some people. So mm. why would I bother possibly wasting my time and theirs re-establishing something that's not even helpful? Wow. Yeah. That hits for differently. Sure. That hits so differently. Like who now. am I to put a stake in the ground to say, oh, let's start here then, when mm. I know for a fact that somewhere in there it's already been started. You've just left it. Mm because it's either been forgotten or things out here have gotten louder. Mm. They're too loud for to remember that, that, oh, fuck, that's right, I already started that. But it's about having those conversations, like Josh was saying, to kind of rustle around in the bushes to be like, oh, shit, that's right, I forgot that was there. Yeah. Mm. Love that. I was going to say, Josh, um, the way that you're saying, this was what worked for me, and then... Joanna, you went on to like say that 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 we prescribe for people. So, like, I like the language that you both use around. Well, this was my experience, rather than you should do this, you should do that. There's so much of that in the world, and I just like I really like want to honor you both for being like, well, this is what I've done. Take what you want, pretty much. So yeah, it's amazing because. Is like on the receiving side, like obviously we all receive these things all the time, but when someone says, you should do that, you should do that, why haven't you done this? It can really negate the effort that you've already put into something and it can take away from Mm. your experience and be like, 
oh well you haven't tried hard enough because you haven't done this and this worked for me (laughs) such trash man like (laughs) it's such trash but like i straight up yeah yeah just oh yeah thanks for being like that you're cool cool people well, like in a child when people are like, why haven't you tried this? And I'm like, because it sounds fucking stupid. That's why I haven't tried it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when people ask me questions like that, I'm like, because it sounds fucking dumb. Do you want to do that? No, you don't. Yeah. Why are you telling me to do that? It's not even a suggestion. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. When they're like, you should do that. And they're like, have you tried it? Nah, not for me. <laughs> like, damn. Oh, no, not. I don't have enough issues to do that. No. And see, I just want to echo as well, it's the languaging and it's the approach for me. I really can hear Mm. how you privilege and honour somebody's journey and their relationship with all of their attachment styles as well as their comfort and uncomfort with their own whakaro to to what they're meeting with the story or what they're weaving in with the story and even – if the story's not even woven by them, you know, and, and, and it's, it's intergenerational. And I love the recentering, recentering the person and their relationship with their, their whakaro as opposed to being like, boom, boom, boom. Um, I also just, as, as both of you were talking, I was really, I was really being inspired because um, that's what I'm experiencing in professionalism where it's like people don't want to feel but then are undercut like un- like underpacking everything around being like having passive aggressive conversations and th- the normalization of passive aggressiveness is like in my head I'm like bruv there's a ha- like a whole lot of fakery happening <laughs> there's a whole lot of and in my and I guess when you can when you can hear when you can hear that like tone I'm like this it's not so much about how high or low your frequency is it's about how fake you feel like your your tone is coming across. For me, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm like, hmm. And, and so to me, I just really want to honour the fact that you've helped me bridge that understanding for from, from my lens. But I know that you're talking about a completely different lens. And I feel like that's the power of knowledge is when it becomes an invitation, people connect the dots for themselves. But when it's it's prescribed, people don't know what to do with it or they, they they think it's this abstract knowledge that they have to climb to. And I'm like, bruv, you've already done the climbing. <laughs> like, or your people have already done it. <laughs> this thing that you think is far away is actually quite close. You have it. <laughs> thank you too. So I just want to thank you too for that. And also wanted to round us off with our question around being like, what's the far cue conversation around this around your 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 area? So so if your area is around healing people through um through um rongawa or um just healing in general what is the faku conversation what are we not talking about or what is the faku conversations for you in that field or in that love i should say feel just makes it sound like a discipline or something <laughs> for me the faku conversation is around it, you don't, it doesn't have to be qualified to be legitimate. Does it make sense? It doesn't go there, have to go be, there, go there. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be signed off by anyone for it to be legitimate. You know, your whanau have already put in the work, like hundreds of years of work. Who's, who's, who's anyone to say that that's not legitimate work? Who's to say mm. that that mm. doesn't qualify in their lives today? That's that's the fuck you conversation. Like, who are you to tell anyone that what they know, what they know and know, mm. works for them, isn't good enough? Yeah, you have no fucking idea the work that's gone on years before they even arrived. To say mm. that you're point of view or that your status or your class or your anything can override any of that for someone else stay in your lane bitch (laughs) stay in your your fucking lane girl thank you thank you 
That's the title of the podcast. Not yeah. <laughs> Stay, in Stay in your lane, bitch. <laughs> That's radical yeah, that accountability. Radical accountability right there. Stay in your lane, bitch. Yeah, I think people just need it. It needs to be like something they can hold and see for themselves. And when I, when I talk about hundreds of years of knowledge, people can't see that. So for them, they can't grasp it enough. Mm. They can't grasp the importance of that enough to, I guess, accommodate their own insecurities. Mm. That's what it is. People are insecure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Thanks. Josh? Um, when I think about the conversations that aren't being had, it mm-hmm. makes me think of um, within the home in terms of healing. Um, like, this is where it should start. Hey, hey. Because mm. um, I, I would love the day where you know, people don't have to come see me. Mm. Um, that's my ultimate goal. That I'm no, I'm no longer employable, <laughs> but in in the sense that because it's happening in the home, um, for every every home, because everyone has that capability and that potential, mm. um, but we do have to, you know, pull our sleeves up and get in the dirt with some stuff. Um, we have to talk about mm. that stuff that we don't talk about. Um, we have to talk about those reasons why. We don't go to so-and-so's house anymore. Um, we need to talk about this stuff. Mm. Um, we need to talk about... Uh, we need to talk about death with our kids. So then when the time comes that we're not here, they don't go into shock. Mm. And they're like, mum and dad never told me about that. Mm. Um, so it's having those real conversations. And I feel like our children today can actually handle and hold those conversations a lot better than I probably could have at their age. Um, a lot of the youth work that I'm um, engaged in, I'm finding the maturity of our of our younger generation. Part of it's because of their environments that they've grown up in. They've had to mature mm-hmm. quite quickly. But through that maturity, they're able to sort of articulate and explain what it is that they're actually going through. Um, so I think it's that side of healing that really needs to, it's happening, um, but it really needs to sort of gain more momentum within the home, mm. um, within the structure of their parents, um, children, any sort of dynam- dynamic that it is in, within a home that it needs to happen. So then it's not this thing we don't talk about anymore. It's mm. in, it's in, It's in the light. We all know it. Um, and now we can all do something about it now because it's mm. in the light. It's known. It's not. We didn't slip it under that. I don't know. But let's oh. pull it out of that. I don't know. Mm. And now, ah, oh, oh, I know. It's not easy. I don't like talking about it. It's uncomfortable. But now I know. And mm. now you know. So you can keep me accountable for that thing. X, Y, Z. Um, and then now we can... Um, I guess to tie it back, you know, as a society, we are all empowered. Mm. It's um, and I always, <laughs> I always have this little thing in the back of my head when people are talking about, um, one people or one something. I'm like, that that doesn't always sit well with me in the in the sense that I I never want it to be one people. I want a multiple of people. Because um, you bring your individuality, your, you bring you to the whole instead of let's all be one. It's like one what, mm. though? Yeah. <laughs> one yeah. of you or one of me? Mm. It's like, no, no, let's be us. Let's be Beautiful. us. And so I think by having those those difficult conversations, building those networks of trust of people that we can actually have those conversations. Um, so the day where, you know, when... We walk down the street and a stranger asks us, how are you? 
and the stranger is actually genuinely interested in how you are and you know it and you open yourself to them and be like i'm having a crappy day oh okay you want to go for a walk together or let's go get a cup of coffee and talk it out or whatever it may look like mm. um i think you know that's that's where we're sort of heading now I love everything that you both shared. Because when I think about um, the intergenerational families, there's a level of um, pastoral care that is innately embedded with the gener like intergenerational families that's like a two-bedroom house and you've got 15 people in it. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I, I genuinely thrive off that because that that's, that's where I came from. And also there was always someone to catch you. Like, and either catch you doing great things, doing really <laughs> horrible things, or otherwise catching you when you're at your most vulnerable point or when you're being disciplined and there's people to catch you afterwards when everybody, you know, everybody's done, like all the growling and everything is done. There's someone to catch you and there's like, you know, where to go to your safety and all of these things. And I love that you're stretching that even to being like, hey, from home, it can, it has the potential to be a societal thing. And I feel like those extra pastoral like nets of safety is exactly what I feel is needed in our society. But at the same time, I feel like people mm. are still nervous that um, that would mean that they would have to not be about themselves. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> imagine that, a world where everyone felt safe. <gasps> mm. Thank you too. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you both for like your time and the, your willingness to share. This is, you know, not something that anybody ever has to do. So we're both just so stoked and feel so blessed that you're both willing to come through and share yourselves and your people's and their stories and your stories with us. So Kia ora, thank you very much. Um, and if people want to connect with you, because we know that this whakaro, this kururu also is going to resonate with so many people, um, if people want to connect with you, how can they do that? What's the best way for them to do that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, um, don't. Um, <laughs> They can Oi. set up a podcast. And, uh, <laughs> Oi, they can, if they speak money, come through. <laughs> hey, it's an exchange. It's a value exchange and you deserve it. Both of you. Um, I guess for myself, um, uh, as a rongo practitioner working out of Tutunu, um, just out in Pukete, uh, in the Waikato here, um, check them out online uh, my details are there always happy to sort of connect with people um, mm. on multiple levels um, if you want to book in a session and things like that um, by all means have a, have a chat to our wonderful admin staff there they'll be able to sort of lead and direct you in sort of the areas um, I guess on socials uh, look me up and we'll see if you get added or not <laughs> People got to audition for that. You got a bit of a screening process now. Nah, um... <laughs> Love. Fair enough. <laughs> Mine are all the same avenues, pretty much. Or if you just look at Josh's jersey, <laughs> there's there's Haku Creations. That's me as well. Uh, yeah. So there's a web HakuCreations.com. That's my website. But hey, also hey. just social media. We there is no I guess there's no limits to how people can reach us. You see us, ring us, email, Facebook, Insta, any of it. But yeah, if you get a reply or not. No. Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. nah, but no, I'm always, always willing, like I've always got the time of day to just hear them out and either help or direct. Mm. Yeah. Because those connections are where opportunities are born. So try and make the most of them. Yeah. Love. Just like, Love. just like Kelsey sitting at the next table at Seed. <laughs> <laughs>
The weave weaves on. Yeah. That was the first time, eh? I'd never seen you guys before. No clue. You guys came through and it was amazing. And yeah. I'm and just and so... I can't remember. We were talking to someone and then I just heard your voice behind my show. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Yeah. <laughs> you is me. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. You wanna do you remember the first time we met? Was that a bit into what was it? Um, Intra-agency. Um, um, Intra-agency. Yeah, mm, I was working yeah. That's right. And then next to the minute we're having coffee at Starbucks. With my rose. Yeah. <laughs> too much, too much, too much was, too much was spilt on that day. Too much was spilt <laughs> on that day. But also Beautiful. I love that we, I love that we already connected and we were like, and straight away in a professional setting, I was like, no. We different, okay. We we we're not on the same level, and I'm like the level of of openness that you invited me into. I'm like, nah, you got some powers out here. You got some. You you know what you were doing. You know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, foyakshenga tataka, foyakshesi aorua, foyakshesi hanisma, um, garwene aorua, rochoke se um se koinang tutu tataka ni rente isma ang siama koinang ni konohang ni os um. Um, I was just mahiing to both of you because um, for me it's it's an honour to to see people with 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 genuine hearts who have gone through struggles that are very very not palatable to the collective, but for me I I what I'm really seeing as being mirrored to me about what I can take away from this moment is that you two have alchemized and were receptible to learning from your own lessons. Um, I think about Yona uh, when you were talking about learning from your father's gifts and how that mirrored to you that you already knew what you were doing mm. and you already got all of that. Like that was, I was, I was like, yo, that's bomb. Like that's, that hit differently hard because I'm like, I'm, I'm of the same thing with, with my grandma um, and, and, and I'm just like, yo, thank you for, for rerouting that and for rerouting my, uh, my, 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 my momentum from, from this moment. And, um, Josh, I don't even know where to start with you. Okay. You have me. And I feel like, um, we need to book a, I need to book a session so that we could just <laughs> talk for four hours about like, <laughs> about ignorance <laughs> and about the unknown <laughs> because I'm like, I, I swim way too comfortably in that to a point where I, <laughs> It's like I can see people being like, "Bro, are you fucking crazy? Like, are you?" <laughs> no one talks like that, and <laughs> and I'm like, when I'm hearing like how comfortable you swim in Tepo for potential, I'm at this. I think I think that maybe someone's deeper and 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 Tepo than I am. So thank you for mirroring that to me. And if um if I got the wrong reflection, then please let me know. But I'm I'm getting the feeling that. <laughs> When you dismantle words and you reconstruct words and then you just even remove words to open up room for, for conversations, I'm like, yo, that's me. Like, <laughs> that's me. I love that. Um, so yes, on behalf of, um, Kelsey and myself, and as well as on behalf of the Faku, um, Kopapa and podcast, um, thank you both and your peoples for allowing you to be here as well as allowing, um, us to be, able to 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 weave how your people's knowing and or not knowing can enrich and inform the Faki podcast because these are the conversations that we yearn for and we value. So deep, deep gratitude to both of you. Thank you. Foyaksha. I just want to thank you both as well for um you know giving this little Maori boy and her beautiful Wahine a platform to um gas bag on. Nah, um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, for, for giving us this sort of platform and being able to um, speak um, what it is that we live, um, I feel very honoured to be able to um, come across both of you in, in your journeys and to be able to share our time and space um, together to be able to walk each other's journeys just for this short brief time. Um, and I imagine this won't be the last time that we'll be connecting. Uh, I imagine we'll have no many, many uh, intersections throughout life. Um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to all of those mini gatherings. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. 
It's when we got them fired, you should have seen us. We were like, ah! Oi! Did you get that email? Did you read that email? <laughs> we like, Wait, that's how we were feeling when y'all replied. When y'all said yes, we were like... And then when yeah. we, I think when we like first got together for the call, I was like, okay, eh, cool, Yuana, eh, cool. <laughs> eh, cool, we. That's what we were doing on our side. We're like, eh, cool, eh, cool. I don't... I, me telling yeah, all my, my tribe, sit down, okay? Yeah, we'll do a podcast, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, all right. But I have, I don't know, I feel like I've known you guys for ages. Mm. And the more that we talk, the more I feel like that. I'm like, oh, I love it because it just works. just mm. works. And Josh can do his weird thing and they just get it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> literally i feel like so so we had to we had to have because of this conversation that like kelsey's my soulmate so when i'm like when i'm looking at our dynamics and your dynamics i'm like i feel like y'all are just a straight us because <laughs> 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 kelsey's always just coming through with the shop bro come back to the fucking reality like <laughs> you're going off <laughs> When Josh and I wanna together, sometime he'll like he's here and then oh 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 and I just do this like this like silent cue. Like, just no one understands no, no. what the fuck you're no, saying. No. Come on in, the water's fine. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Swim deeper. <laughs> Part of me's like, you keep going, no one's gonna get in the fucking water. You need to bring it back your bits. <laughs> All right, we started off with a jingle. Let's end with a jingle, okay? So, the fuck you. Fuck you. Girl. Fuck you. It was your time. I'm glad that wasn't me. I was so stressed. I'm like, oh no. Oh, this again. See? See, I told you the one, two. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the moment. That's it. We're going to we're going to have practice, okay? We're gonna add it to 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 the video that we're gonna have practice for the fuck you jingle. <laughs> oh my god. Come on, let's go, let's go. <laughs> the fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, the fuck you. Fuck you. We'll just have to replay the, the <laughs> intro for the outro. Kelda. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Kelda, we're, we're cutting it there, okay? We're cutting it there. <laughs>